test, test. Okay, perfect. Yeah, welcome to my talk about Shutterfox. Um, who am I? Um, my name is Niklas. I'm security consultant at X41. I've done this audits in my research time within two weeks. And um, I will show you some flaws in Shutterfox. Um, I've done it uh, to um, know if Shutterfox is secure, and uh, I, we wanted to use it by our own, and also to know if we can recommend it to customers. And um, here mainly looked at the C and the Python implementation and uh, some configuration tools. Shutterfox is a local, is in the Sox 5 proxy. Um, there are commercial servers for that. Um, there are many, many implementations in different languages. So you can use it on nearly every device with an internet connection. You can use it with your Raspberry Pi, with your smartphone, with your notebook, whatever you want. It has very robust connections. Um, it relies on symmetric encryption. And the uh, messages have random message lengths, and um, there's no visible protocol information. So um, it tries to make the traffic completely undetectable. And um, there are also tools like Shadowsox R, which uh, try to imitate um, common protocols like HTTP. And it is meant to uh, escape the restricted networks, for example, the Great Firewall of China. Um, it is used by dissidents, whistleblowers, um, but m I think mainly for people who just don't want to have censored internet. And um, the main issue, for example, in China is that you can't use Tor or some other tools because they have deep package inspection and fingerprinting, and they will just block the connection if they notice that there's a Tor or something else running. Um, we have tried to detect Shutterfox and searched for a solution for that and found uh, Shutterfox Sniff. Um, there were two implementations, one proof of concept, um, which just uh, measures the first uh, 32 packages of TCP and measures the randomness of the um, packages. And there's also an improved fork which uh, messages the mes uh, message lengths of the TCP message. And um, the trick is that no protocol has nothing else um, around it. So um, no handshake, nothing which is um, configuring the key exchange also, it looks like random garbage on the network line, and um, we found uh, we found um, nearly no false positive, and it was able to detect Shadowsox fine, even the one with Shadowsox error, which is imitating um, other common protocols. So um, another thing was to find a way to decrypt it. And uh, for the key handling, they use MD5 hashes instead of key derivation function. And uh, the hash is then used for a symmetric encryption like ChaCha20 or like IES. And um, there is no key exchange protocol, so 
both sides client as well as server have to know the key in advance. And there's a missing forward secrecy, so um, if someone gets your key, then you have a real issue um, because he can decrypt the traffic afterwards. So, um, for example, China could lock the traffic and then have a house search or um, just forcing someone to get the password and um, they could decrypt the complete traffic. Um, also, the MD5 um, key generation, so um, taking from the hash, from the password, the MD5 hash, is real cheap for um, consuming in, uh, CPU power um, instead of argon or Bcrypt, um, which would um, have uh, huge resources which you need uh, to calculate hashes. So you could um, pre-calculate hashes with MD5 and just try them. And I've written a proof-of-concept Python script which instruments uh, the Shutterstock library to just uh, try a word list, calculate the hash, then use the hash as a password, decrypt the, the, the traffic with it, and then have a look if there is a um, protocol header, and if so, then it should be the right key. So the Python script gets uh, two things as input, so the word list and also a traffic capture lock. And uh, it was done on this notebook, which is optimized for energy um, saving, and uh, you could improve it by um, executing it on GPU clusters or on high-power systems. So it, it was quite fast. Another thing was to have a look if uh, we could exploit it. And uh, there was a tiny script called autobahn.py, which uh, is similar to fail to ban. So it parses the log files, then detects wrong password attempts or malicious attempts, and then blocks the users with IP tables. Um, the problem is that, therefore, the script has to be run as root. So you have a program which parses as root the log files what could go wrong. Um, so um, in their wiki, there are two solutions. You could use it as a cron job and just pipe the traffic in the Python script. Another recommendation was to use tail and pipe that into the Python script, which would never get executed because uh, the for loop is just waiting for the end of file, which will never come from tail. Um, here's um, how they uh, instrument the IP tables firewall. So they pass the IP address from the log file and uh, then execute their command uh, to block the IP address. Um, luckily for me, uh, I was able to uh, put my own stuff into the log files. So um, you have to be um, authenticated in to the um, Shutterstock server and have a valid connection. And then you're sending um, shit instead of the real host name. So for example, you could um, put your reverse shell 
into that log file and then pipe the log file into bash to execute it. So there's uh, the um, connection to Shutterfox and it's a TCP socket client which just sends a wrong host name and um, which is then there in the log file and just spamming a bit because um, you need at least three wrong attempts that the script will try to block. Yeah, they've fixed it right now. And now I'm executing and, and listening for the reverse shell, then parsing the log file with that tool. And there we go, I'm root. Um, I've requested several times to patch it, and they re needed a real long time to patch it. They already wrote a working fix, but they had some issue with their um, type conventions and uh, they uh, needed several requests, and so, but on February they already patched it. Um, I think I've made the mistake that I've uh, pushed too many bugs within one report to them. So they've looked at the reports and uh, thought, okay, someone else will handle that. Um, and the forks like Shadowsox are, are still vulnerable to that, so don't use autoban.py. I've also had a look at the C implementation, which is well written. And um, it uh, serves as a Unix domain socket. Uh, so it has a management interface, which is serving as a Unix domain socket or the IUDP. And um, the issue is that it calls the configuration and executes them as a command. And uh, you could do something like this and uh, have an additional reverse shell. Let's try it out. So you can run it as a normal user, but if you would want to use a port like 443 or 110 to um, get around limitations, then you would execute it as root and uh, then have a reverse shell as well. They fixed it within one day. I was impressed by that. And uh, also assigned a CVE ID by myself. So it was good. Um, then I've also had a look at uh, Shadowsox configuration distributions. So the thing is with the Shadowsox that the Chinese guys change their server every eight hours um, to be not blocked from the government. And um, they have several tools uh, to distribute server configurations um, to get another Shadowsox server. And uh, Shadowsox Connect.ion um, 
is a web page, and there is a script which crawls the web page for the configuration, and then connected via unencrypted HTTP to that. And you guess it, they execute it. What they've passed from the website. Um, it was fixed after 71 days. Um, the patch is really fine because they are now not executing it as a command. They instrumenting the Shutterfox Python library directly, and they use encrypted websites. Uh, there is another tool called Shutterfox uh, Link Auto, which does uh, the same. They had um, HTTPS, but uh, still you could um, find some, maybe a way to put your own stuff via XSS or some other vulnerability to execute code. It is still unfixed. It seems to be not maintained at all because there was no commit since in three years. Yes, so recommendations. Don't expect to be invisible with shadow socks. You're not. Use secure passwords because they can easily be brute forced. And um, you should think about using VPN inside of Shuttersocks uh, to have a common encryption. And you shouldn't use autobahn.py. So the latest patch is OK. They are now using a prepared statements with a list. But um, yeah, parsing log files as root and then executing stuff isn't a good idea, I think. And um, you should use the C implementation because the code looks good. And uh, they are quite fast with patching it. And um, for configuration distribution, you should use Shutterstock's ION with the latest patched version, which seems to be fine. Here. Do you have questions? Any question? Well, do, do you think that uh, <laughs> maybe ShadowSox has uh, some uh, uh, well uh, competitors that are better, maybe? Or <laughs> no? um, <laughs> ShadowSox is the only tool I know about which can escape the um, Great Firewall of China, but I haven't searched in detail. Um, we wanted to use it for our mobile phones because the connection is pretty stable. They don't use any key exchange. Um, I would recommend something like Diffie-Hellman key exchange with uh, elliptic curves, but here, so if there is no key to get exchange, then you could use the, the, the um, connection is re really stable. Well, as someone else said during another talk, uh, uh, usually doing your own crypto is not a good uh, yeah. idea. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Well, thanks. Thanks. Thanks.